Hey everybody, I'm Chad Eckert and that's Eric Martins, that's Josh Bennett and together each Wednesday afternoon you'll find us live on YouTube cracking beers. Click in names. Mm. Tasty Coors Lights. Ooh, Sweet Spot is already in here reminding us of a, a statement made by Chad last week. Yeah, you gotta go Max back to Max is the Homa. next Tom Brady. Gotta go back to Max Homa this week. Hey, guess Did what? You see also, listen. sweet spot. Wait, 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 wait. Let's also address what else you said today. We'll we'll probably get into it more <laughs> in a second. But let's address the part where you said you should just fade people because of who their uh amateur partner is. Yes, oh, in fact, I this got week, very mad at you today for that. Uh, Quagnus, did you know that they're playing a pro am this week? I I do know that. It's famous. Um, now I don't have any actual statistical data to back up the claim that I made on Twitter, which was, you know, nothing new for me. Uh, <laughs> but I do recall last year we had this conversation about people that were paired with with really bad amateurs versus being paired with like a good or a low am. Does it make any we sense? Get it, we can get into more details. Than that. Do you want to show off your shirt and do that? Do your shirt thing, and we can get into that. Well, yeah. If you're here in the chat, like uh, Sweet Spot DFS is Darbo, please chat along, and you'll get yourself entered into a draw for this T-shirt I made. It's in de- it's decent quality. Literally, I paid like nice. twenty three dollars per shirt. So they're not the shitty shirts that are gonna disintegrate after one wash. <clears throat> Some site I bought a shirt. <laughs> bad now i can't even wear it anymore it doesn't even have the logo on it this logo this is gonna stay here forever this is like that's nice nice. yeah Yeah. okay so chat along be a subscriber and if you are a subscriber you have to subscribe to chat actually that's the new rule today quagnus uh i haven't sent you a shirt but you're gonna are you gonna be able to fit a uh, size medium onto this one because the last batch of shirts we bought were too big i've gotten a little bigger here over the last year so i think i will be fine in a medium (laughs) wow Hitting the gym? Yes, no, no, no gym. Oh, oh, oh. hitting the beers. Uh, the other stuff. Yeah. Mm. Old Elvis, Elvis, I will pick you. Hey, somebody's in the chat saying pick me. And that's how you get a t shirt is if you actually want one. Because I don't want to send these $23 t shirts to someone that's going to shove it in their closet and it's never going to see the light of day Smart. or it's going to be given to their wife or their child like Quagnus did. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Good God. Okay. So, uh, no. You know, Twitter, we're on Twitter. I'm Eddie Dino Realty. He's Quagnus. He never tweets, but Josh is there. He's a Jish Swish. Uh, we're at Fantasy Sweet. Golf Pod. Things are happening on Twitter always. Uh, this yeah. day, this fine day, you can find on the PGA Tour comms Twitter handle who the humans are paired with because there's some celebrities, Quagnus. You got some big wigs playing. Have you heard of this? Well, yeah, Bill Murray. He's the, he's the highlight of the whole event. <laughs> I don't think he's in the field. Yeah, I think he quit, actually. He's gotten so old. That doesn't surprise me, actually. But you know who's here? In the field. Paired with Keegan Bradley is our guy, Tom Brady. Yes. Wow. (laughs) How amazing would it have been if Tom Brady got paired up with Max Homa? That would have been so fantastic. They would have a lot in common. Just kidding. Okay, so, no, uh... The program this week, I start the program each week trying to give you everything you need to know because I know my little brother doesn't want to watch this whole thing. So that's why I have to do it this way. So you ready, Quagnus, for the fastest two minutes? Yes. We're here for the second signature event of the season. 
the top 50 are into this event based on their standings from last season and and also the next 10 from the FedEx fall. There's some people that if you're not already in from the top of the race to Dubai, you get in. We got a field filled with swing five people from this season. The guy that won last week, Pavon, Grayson Murray, Bezayden who made it in and Kevin, Yu, our guy Jaeger. They're in because they're in the swing five. You got the current people that have won this season that are not exempt already. And that's Dunlop. He's here. The sponsors exemptions can get you in. You got a Mel Nadi, a Maverick McNeely, uh, Adam Scott, a Webb Simpson, but not a Gary Woodland. I can't believe they put Mel Nadi in there. That's crazy. Yeah, it's an odd. So super exclusive, yet your Peter Mel Nadis are in here. I guess it's interesting, <laughs> but whatever. You can be in the top 30 in the OWGR and, and get into these fields, these signature events. Uh, so this field is actually the only field with a set number of humans participating. The other fields have either a, a flex amount of humans or they're not sure yet how many people are going to be in those events. There's actually three signature events that I have cuts. So I thought all these signature events had no cut, but Tiger they, insisted his event has a cut. People complain. Yeah, the real golfers <laughs> like Jack in Memorial has a cut. Either way, 80 people have made it to this field that has no cut. We have made it back. We're back. We're still in California. We have two courses again. We have Spyglass Hill, which is easier than Pebble Beach. So if you're into... Um, Showdown lineups, according to Data Golf, Spyglass Hill is worth 2.2 DraftKings points more than Pebble. If you start on Spyglass, you're worth 2.2 more points. Think about that. Uh, you're going to play three rounds at Pebble. We know this, and it's a wedge fest. We have small greens here, and they're POA greens. Um, target golf, putting contest on hard greens. It's weird, but it's what it is. The weather, Josh. Holy buckets. There the weather's weather. getting some attention. Quagnus, have you already Water heard buckets. this? I, ha I have. going to rain. It's going to actually be really windy as well on Sunday. So the odds of them playing an actual round on Sunday are very small right now. Uh, so we'll have wow. to see if there's going to be a Monday finish for this thing, which is just not great considering the first weekend without NFL on a Sunday in months. And now yeah. here we are getting canceled from golf. So uh, do some chores on Sunday, maybe, or whatever. Uh, this could be uh, fun because, like I said, there's guys that are um, celebrities that are out there getting in the way. They, I think they do just get in the way. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy Wait. that. So if you if we can address your tweet, it's crazy how much hate you got for that. People yeah. retweeting saying you're a moron and they can't believe that you have a job in this industry, although you don't. <laughs> You have made approximately zero point zero dollars from this. <laughs> uh, the, the crazy part about that is, just think about yourself playing golf. You're a yeah. human. If you go out there and you play with somebody that really sucks or is really slow, or just is kind of miserable to be around, you are going to most likely play worse. Or if somebody's out there, they're playing fast. They don't even have to be good. They're playing fast. They're good company. They're kind of in the zone. They're not really bothering you. You're probably going to play better. That works for you out there. It also works for the pros. I think Sweet Spot might have even looked it up one time or has some type of data on it of people play better depending on who's in their group, just specific people in general. And they also play better when other people in their group are playing better. 
So if you have if you have a dude in your group that's firing off a 62, you are a little more likely to also play better than you normally do. So yep. now take that and apply it to the fucking uh, amateurs. If you have an amateur out there that's pretty good, has a good handicap, probably plays pretty fast if they have a good handicap, that's going to be a more enjoyable round to play. So you're probably going to be in a better headspace and have a better chance to play better. Doesn't mean you will play better. Obviously, like somebody mentioned, Justin Rowe is one with a terrible player on their on their group. But I mean, that should happen. Golf is hard. So and random. But in general, you're more likely to play better when you have a better player with you. So your take was really not that bad. I was astonished at the specific people that were annoyed about it that I would have thought would be like, yeah, that actually makes a little bit of sense. Well, no, I, I don't have the statistics or the data to prove what I'm saying. I just, I'm going off of like, you are saying your gut instinct tells you that if I showed up with grandma and grandpa and we're in front of and behind grandma and grandpa and it takes me 17 hours and they all suck at golf, then I'm just not going to be as enjoyable. If I show up with Quagnus and me and him are, you know, Geller, Greller and Spieth in it on every hole and figuring out the win and club and having fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubba said this before. You get like you know the JV Holmes in your group and you get you know a stroke or two less than you would have. Uh, either way, does that really matter? No. Uh, what matters though is our friends at the Optimizer people. Remember these guys? You still have access to that, huh? Uh, this is my last week. I got access to it. And then I just did decide to buy access to data golf for a month. So we'll okay. use that one next week. Um, Fun. Oops. Where, how do I do this? Okay. So let's look at the ceiling optimized lineup. Whoops. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to do only one lineup so we can just have it right here. The most optimized of all lineups is the Rory McIlroy start. You have Hovland in this lineup, Henley, Jaeger, Grio, and Hubbard. That's the ceiling. Do I have any rules in here? I must have some rules in here. Oh, I have some rules in here. You gotta spend the money. You need I don't even know how I you should always spend the money. I don't know. That's the ceiling. Okay, is that different than the projection? No. That's not what we're worried about. We're worried about the most owned names. This is the the chalk lineup of the week. Quagnus, here you go. Do you got any of these guys in your lineup? You got Victor Hovland in that lineup. Homa, Ben on, Russell Henley is in this lineup too. Eric Cole and Steven Yeager. How does that make you feel, Quagnus? I have yet to click a single one of those names. So this is this is <laughs> this might be an interesting week for me. Whoa. Now that could be wrong because I have, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if these rules matter. Again, I'm not a really good optimizer mind. No. No, it didn't change anything. Okay, cool. Uh, the value you want to try to value out? Oh, they're putting Seamus Power and Melnati and Hodges. This is so dumb. How the value is just the two. Wow. This three six k names. In fact, I don't know if I'd do that. Uh, what we can look at this website for is ownership projections, and then we can compare them to my guys at the other site I just bought access to. Ooh, <laughs> ownership. Okay, Victor Hovland is the most owned name, they say, at 22.9%. That projection seems low. I think that people start to tend to gravitate towards the same names, and ETR, Establish the Run, is going to give their name out 
and that name will bubble up in ownership and we'll just be so surprised like Bo Hostler they predicted last week. Uh, but then Quagnus, you got Xander and Morikawa. Does this make sense to you? I don't know. Is this win percentage? What am I doing? Ownership percentage. Yeah. Ownership. Yeah. Quagnus? I don't. I, I No. Scotty Scheffler's overpriced. Did you notice that? 11. Like, that's well, a lot of especially money. for a putting contest on small greens. Yeah, definitely on a putting contest. Let's go over to this site, which uh, Data Golf has ownership projections. DG ownership projects right here. That'll give you Homa as the TP owned, top projected owned. Then you have Spieth, Scheffler, or no, Xander, Scheffler. It's all kind of the same. You got Poston. They're going to they think Adam Scott's going to be owned. Quagnus ownership. Yeah, you could you could see Adam Scott and Poston. Um, Poston on a great run, so I, I could see him. I, I clicked him, so that's why I'm not surprised. Seventy nine hundred, great. Okay, besides ownership, you can look at weather. These are the factors people consider when clicking. Today, right now, I saw Tony Fino using a driver on that hole. That's like a hundred yards long. He did, yeah. Um. What? He didn't really swing very hard though. He kind of chipped it. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's for the for the content, dude. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Good content. And then you got tomorrow's round is going to be drier, I think. Let's see, the precipitation's about zero. Friday, you got same thing, a little bit less precipitation, maybe a little wind, not really. And then Saturday looks fine. But Sunday, boys and girls, has got the pink at seven p.m. On the max gusts, it's literally pink. That's bad. Wow. That means 60 mile an hour gusts on Sunday. What, you know, maybe potentially after they're off the course, but still 50s while they're in the middle of their final round. Is this bad news? That's really bad news, especially with a bunch of amateurs trotting around the course. When did the amateurs, as if they just pulled the amateurs? Yeah, I don't think the amateurs even play Sunday, actually. Oh, do they not? Now, everything's new. So we used to take things for what they were when the course played with amateurs and a full field with the best player. I mean, last year, literally, Seamus Power, who is literally the worst player, was one of the TPGs in the field. So, like, right, it's weird how this is an actual event. Uh, everybody did talk about that last year when um, they made the decision to make – was it um, – was it waste management? They're like, no, we don't need waste management to be an elevated event. We, because everyone loves that event anyway, make the shitty events like Pebble at iconic courses. Those, the elevated events, get those guys out there. So in theory, we should have a good field and a fun event, no cuts. So the guys will stick around. Like there won't be a Morikawa in your life this weekend. How do you feel, Quagnus, <laughs> about them elevating the Pebble Beach tournament? Oh, it throws an interesting wrinkle uh, because we're really used to this being, as you said, a terrible field. I mean, if you look at these guys at the top, I just was perusing this before we started, and most of them have, have always avoided playing you know, the AT&T Pro-Am. So now they're forced in here. Playing with amateurs fast. That's why. Yes. <laughs> that, I think you got to take that into consideration some of these guys who haven't even – who haven't done a, a three or four round pro-am, you know, they always have to play with amateurs on a Wednesday, but that doesn't matter. It's a practice round, but 
now they're actually trying to compete with people. You got sweet, Patrick Cantlay. are done on Friday this year, by the way. Oh, okay. That still makes a difference. But, yeah, that's good news. Um, Quagnus, I know you're not on Twitter, but I've sent you a lot of tweets over the last week, two weeks, maybe since the start of the season, about people that are over it. They're over golf. They're done. They're no longer fans of golf. What is up with that? The state before we get to the pricing, I wanted to quickly talk about the state of golf fandom because that makes me nervous. That are people over golf? Quagnus, are you over golf? Do you is anything different this year because John Rom left or what's what's different about this year? Well, we've we've muttered complaints amongst our text thread about some of, some of these final round leaderboards have not really looked as exciting as we'd like when we have, you know, some of the more interesting golfers doing things, but I still watch. Why wouldn't you? It's golf. I mean, it's for us, at least right now is a great time to watch golf because the weather's typically shitty as fuck. And I'm just staring at a green, wonderful California golf course. But obviously right now it's beautiful outside for us, but I love watching golf in the winter, especially. So fuck all those people. What's wrong? No, I don't know. Uh, Josh, do you have an explanation for why everyone is now suddenly out on golf? Is it because they were just faux fake fans from COVID where they said, hey, this is the only thing to watch and people like it. It's fun to bet on. Let's try it out. Let's go for it. What's the difference now than even like, because yeah. you had that tweet out. You've tweeted this before. You're like, what's the status now? Everybody hates golf. Yeah, I, I think you could see it coming. So COVID happens and people are just begging for something to bet on they stumble on golf it's like one of the only things you could bet on like the whole time mm -hmm. they were doing the outlaw tour and stuff so all the data nerds came in and were like you can solve golf just just watch me put all these strokes gain stuff together and that all the betters are like oh shit here we go numbers can solve golf i'm in so people are just firing cash and they're hitting outrights occasionally. They're hitting a couple bets occasionally. I think they're sweet. Now that time has gone on, everybody is starting to find out that you can't win gambling on golf. Hmm. It's too random. It's too <laughs> weird. Nobody, you don't have any injury reports. You don't know if people are sick. You don't know anything. So people are starting to find out that it's just impossible. And now people are out. Because the only reason they were in is because they thought they could win gambling on it. So the people that are still in were there the whole time because they they maybe had gambled on it, maybe they didn't, but they were there to watch anyway. Me, you, Quagnus, we just like to watch golf and play golf. The, those people are still in. I haven't seen one tweet from somebody that isn't like a very hardcore gambler that said they're out on golf now because of all this stuff. They're all still in. The people that are out are just the people that can't win a, at betting anymore yeah yeah i kind of tend to realize agree with you. Could never win from the get-go i do think that there would be a different sentiment coming into the f what is essentially the first real signature event ever because they did the century which counts as a signature event but i think there would be a different sentiment coming into this week had popular names hit and won over the last four weeks i think if, sure. if the twitter world was able to you know, cover their losses over the first four weeks and either survive in advance, having at least one out of the four winners in the first four events of the season, 
because of the fact that they're all been long shots, they've been the Grayson Murrays, they've been the Dunlops that nobody is even close to considering, especially after last season when there was only three over 100 to one winners. And everyone said because the live people left, oh, it's all going to be 20 to one and lower now winners. This is literally what we were told coming into the season four long shots win. Everybody's mad. Nobody got their money back. So I think that they're out on losing uh, more. So I think exactly. Exactly. The people that are out didn't like watching anyway. And it's not fun when you can't brag about it. Like, and you have to just be agony. And like, it is actually cool to say, I hate this sport now. Like it's the sentiment has changed where it was cool to say I'm betting on golf. And now it's like, that's kind of not so cool. Hey, but I want to be on the record as saying like about a year and a half ago, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm done. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to winning at betting on golf. I even really went on here and said, like, I think I could win more at DraftKings, which is probably stupid to say. Both are dumb. But I think we're, uh, we've are we been head of the curve on everything. We've been telling everybody since the day Eric and I switched on microphones that there we were both hashtag not experts and that you cannot solve golf and that strokes gain stats don't help and that we've been saying that since the beginning. And we've also said that betting on golf is scary and you shouldn't rely on this as a source of income. It should be just enough that you know you're going to lose. And you should do it for low stakes. So we've been preaching that shit here forever, Quagnus. Sorry to say. Absolutely. Speaking of that, let's go. Let's bet some money. Let's get some names in our life. And this is at the tippity tip top for the Pebble Beach for the signature event. Rory McIlroy. He's $11,500. He's played in Europe, but he hasn't played for a minute. Uh, Are you taking the TPG, Quagnus? Are you going uh, Rory and Wedgefest? I'm not. No? No. In fact, I don't really like any of these guys in the 10K range. What do you think about that? I'm kind of in the same boat. I think they do. Oh, good. So, like, hey, hey, hey. We're hashtag not experts, but we've been doing this long enough to know what it's like to have a WGC type of field in our world and have a no-cut event. And I think we've seen, I don't know if Darbo uh, on his optimal and winning lineup uh, segment of his pod went over the specifics of you could try to pepper the AK range. I don't think that's actually true necessarily, which is annoying. But at the same time, I think you should get them closer to the $8,300 per player number than you would on a normal week, like a uh, American express where you can get the $6,200 guy and you got to go to the top guy. I don't know. Feeling that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know. I guess looking last week, Two 10K names were in the winning lineup in the single dollar five entry. So it just depends on the week. But I've seen it's been plenty of more start in the 9K and get a bunch of 8Ks and maybe a couple 7Ks and you're off and running and just fine. So it's roll a dice. We got to bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. Bring the dice back. No, I, I think there's arguments against. Rory at eleven five. The price is a lot. Uh, is a lot. Okay, kind of. And then we haven't really seen him. He, you know, choked it away to, to Fleetwood. That one thing I saw. But at the same time, then you can talk a little shit about Scheffler at eleven four. Quagnus is already thinking that price is too high. We've yep. seen the putter uh, not serve him too well. Then you got Hovland, who just hasn't also played as much as the other guys, like uh, Xander. So I think if I could argue anything, I'd probably take Xander at ten thousand. Take the savings. Yeah, me too. So I did that, and actually, in my uh, short game twenty lineups I made, 
I just use my friends at the optimizer, the solver, uh, to lock in three names into all 20 lineups. And it's Xander, Spieth, and Homa. Wow. Because I think there's plenty in the low 7Ks, and I like a couple in the 6K range. I especially like this Mav McNeely guy. Yeah. So if you could do that, then you're up to 7,600. And, and like, there's arguments to be made for the Jaegers, the Coles, the Clarks, the Kirks, the Fowlers, sure. and all those people. Any it's funny how far uh, Wyndham Clark has fell, fallen off on pricing. Like, four months ago, in this field, even, he's probably, like, 9K. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Which now, is weird. he's all the way down to 74. Because pricing is an illusion, and it's based on popularity. Okay, my, my stupid freaking mouse isn't working. All right, in the 9K range, though, um, do you like my idea of clicking Spieth and Homa? I don't, no. Why not? I don't like I don't like clicking Spieth, basically, ever. Either this is the course ball. to click Spieth on, though. The course history is here. He's had a second, a third, a ninth, a first, a seventh, and a fourth in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to go into the 9K range and you're going to find the leader? Oh, wait. The browser can't access your screen? Try uh -oh. screen. Uh, I was going to show your model. Oh, that's okay. Oops. We can just say who it is. It's Ludwig. Ludwig. Leading, leading on the... So I, I ran it for both courses. Even though could make an argument that Spyglass doesn't really matter. But he is the leader for Pebble on Scotty and Scheffler. A, a solid lead, but even bigger lead on both of them for Spyglass. Hmm. Oh, wait. Do I have it backwards? I might have it backwards. Why is either way, either way, a, sol a solid leader on both courses. Oh, yeah, something's broken on my end. Uh-oh. Because now I'm stuck. Uh-oh. Share the screen. Well, I'm trying. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, well. Um... Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. I'll be right back. What about Cantland Thomas? I, I like yeah. What about Thomas? Somebody's tell, make an argument for Thomas. I'm Justin, I'm, Thomas, I'm Justin Thomas is back. I know. I think let I me feel. let me just confirm what I think I saw. But I think his uh, ball striking numbers are back. Oh yeah, yep. And he's really really good around the green. And pretty recently he's uh, putting pretty good. I think. Uh, and he also we we do love our. Uh, our interviews and he said in an interview oh, Car Carson agrees if you can't tell he said in an interview that he thinks he's really close to winning tournaments again I saw so the stats kind of say it and then he said it I think I think JT is probably a probably a pretty good play which is why I'm going to be starting a lot of lineups with yeah with, with yeah the, I, with I like the two it. with the two buddies JT and Jordan Spieth yeah. 
I could see that. I could see you going with uh, the buddies Xander and Cantlay or the buddies Jordan and JT. I'm starting with Cantlay, but I'm considering just starting with Thomas. Hmm. Okay, well, we got Oberg there. He's $9,000. I think that 28 to 1 feels right. I haven't made any bets on anybody at the top because I don't like the numbers that they're presenting me. Um, I was a little late to making decisions. I wanted to hear what people had to say. And then by the time that I heard what they had to say, those numbers were all gone. <laughs> so uh, I have been waking up on these West Coast swings on the day of the tournament and seeing that like the bookie that I use is trying to get me to give them money. So they're lowering those numbers at that point. So I think at uh, tomorrow morning I might fire off a house bet. I don't know though, and I, I really wanted to do it on JT or Spieth or Homa or Xander or and, and all those names are all too good. So maybe Oberg. I got Oberg too. I'm start. I'm starting Cantlay, Homa, Oberg. That's how I'm starting. Oh, Pepper in the nine K range. Quite yeah. sweet. Yep. How funny is that? And then. Uh, I, well, I guess I get Xander's 10, so that doesn't quite. That's close enough to 9K. Uh, we're not Morikawa people anymore? I think I think Aberg might be better than him now. You know who I uh, remember Uber. is really good at Pebble? Dustin Johnson. Oh, yeah. He, he was. Yeah, and I think Oberg's like a mini Dustin Johnson style. I, people have said that. Yeah, so I feel like. I, well, I, I could buy it. Yeah, if he could bomb his little way around. He does hit it really far, actually. So that could put him into like 80-yard wedge versus 120-yard wedge or maybe even like 50-yard wedge versus 90-yard wedge, right? Or am I wrong? Yes, that does happen. I think there's more shots from longer ranges than you think there are, though. I don't think – I don't know anything. I'm lo I'm looking at, <coughs> the, at the, the model that I run here. I have – for the majority of golfers, not all of them, but the majority, half of their approaches are coming from wedge range, which I would call 150 and closer. And the other half are from 150 and farther away. Mm. Cool. With with a solid chunk cool. coming between 200 <laughs> and 225. No, 175 and 225. Okay, so should we... Uh... Pepper the AK. Uh, range. It might be a it might be a wedge fest, but I, I also think uh, long irons are sort of important too. So well, like basically okay. every week. Now uh, this is the field that's going to save the PGA Tour because it is an elevated. It is. No, it's not even elevated. It's fuck. It's signature boys and girls. Like this is the cream of the crop. This is the 8K range of that field, and it includes Sam Burns, Tony Finau, Cameron Young, Fleetwood M. Day, Hideki Fitzpatrick, Hoygaard, Tom Kim, and Ben On. The field to save the PGA Tour. Is this a good <laughs> 8K range, Quagnus? The best it's of the fine, best. It's a fine 8K range. I don't know about it saving the PGA Tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's like... I mean, it's pretty good, honestly. Like it, it reminds is good. me, it's much better than the last few AK ranges we've had. Right, <laughs> much better. These and guys actually, are actually, you guys know, are I don't know, players in those other fields. Hoygaard might actually be somebody. I think he might be right. Yeah, I think he, he could actually be the next guy. 
Oh. And then uh, that we have to hear about for like 10 years for his Ryder Cup stuff. And then Ben on at 8K. <laughs> okay. That seems ben, ben, are we okay with Ben on at 8K? That's fine. All right. It's right. close enough to 7K range. It works. Moose's website is not working. So what? what? Yeah. We it's not are loading. How? No, this top of the 7K range could all be in the 8K range, and uh, you wouldn't really even think about it. Maybe they could there's add a, There's more a free square in the mid-7K range. I hope you'll mention them. But if you don't, I will. Ooh. Okay, well, there's a few free squares in the 7K range, but at the top might be the one and only free square. It's JT Poston, Quagnus, 7,900 JT Poston. We're going back, right? Absolutely. I've clicked him. In, How is he 7,900? He's way le more legit than people give him credit for. He's on a roll, too. His results are way better than people priced a, a thousand or even more above him. So, yeah, why he, he's get, it's a slap in the face from DraftKings to price him at 7,900. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's because he hasn't done great at this at this event, but oh, shit. yeah, see, these Georgia boys they prefer that Bermuda, right? So, then, then Henley, we avoid. I don't know. Wasn't he on That's the my problem? Is I don't does does the grass type matter on a signature? It's a signature event. There's 20 million dollars on the line. Like get your damn shit together. And it's no cut. Just go for every okay. cut. What about Hostler at 7800? Are we back on Hostler? Hostler was the flavor of the week last week on establishtherun.com. Came in at mm. a shocking 15% owned. Hostler, 78, over Keegan Connors, Adam Scott, Brian Harmon. Keegan, and Keegan is the name, boys. Keegan. Oh, it's Keegan week? Wow. Three squared week. Keegan. Huh. How did that work last week? He was – oh, he made the cut on the number, right? I don't know. I didn't he play did. last week. I did. Um, what about Justin Rose, last year's winner, $7,500. And then you have Chris Kirk, the winner of the signature event in uh, Hawaii. Look at the names that have fallen. The Ryder Cuppers, Ricky Fowler, Wyndham Clark. You mentioned them. They're 7,400. Holy shit. And I'm still not using them. Oof, really? I would rather use Eric Cole at $7,300. I'd rather use Steven Yeager at $7,300. I'd rather use Kevin Yu at 72. Am I going to regret saying that? I think I think, I think think Wyndham Clark is the best player in the 7K range. Right. What happened to him? Not, by the way, Sweet Spot says Sep Strzok is this week's Bo Hostler. <laughs> He's oh. what? Sep Strzok is this week's Bo Hostler. Oh, according because does he have a subscription to uh, ETR? Because <laughs> you know that's what happened, right? Quagnus, you know that? No. What happened? Well, last week I was like shocked. Bo Hostler's ownership percentage when it came out. I didn't have any clue that he was going to be 15% owned. That was kind of weird to me. I was like, well, I was just... and then he was freaking good. And it was because Eric uh, established the runs. Hashtag expert Rufus Peabody must have told everybody, go with that Hostler guy. Wow. But I think you can go with EVR at seven. I'm I'm torn at 7K because I have in my lineup, I have $7,000 left at the end. And you're not I'm using torn. EVR. I'm very torn because Brendan Todd shows up pretty good in the old model mm -hmm. and finished tournaments a little different, obviously, but finished second last year and 16th the year before. 
But we are we are a pro EVR team here. We always mm-hmm. love EVR. Well, do so you go I'm with your heart or your head? Who to play? <laughs> what about in the wind fest? Alex Noren sitting there at seventy two hundred dollars. He literally whacks it to wind. He's into wind. <laughs> <laughs> Is that wrong to say? No, I think you could say that. If it's what, true. Okay. $6,000 range. You got Bezayden Hood. He's here in Dunlop. I had him at 6000 and they've got him at 6900 So, jeez. I think that's going to be buying, interesting. Big time buying the hype. Yeah, I don't know. And then you got P. Raj, who's about, he's about it. He's in California. And then Montgomery. We got Putnam and Grio and Cam Davis. This is if, where if the we're six. talking putting contest, by the way, you, Montgomery should be on the top of your list of people to pick. Is he that's still a good All player? he does is putt. Oh, that's true. Uh, Quagnus, your guy, Tom Hoagie, was he, did he win it two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. It was two, yeah. Uh, not playing great right now, unfortunately. What was but... the strength of field like when Hoagie won it? Uh, uh, I, I was the first alternate in the field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody wanted to play it that year. No. Now, so... uh, Shank is here. Uh, Thomas Dietrich. You've got Kitty Yama. That's a California kid. And then you got Svensson, Lucas, Glover, Grayson Murray, Ben Griffin. But I think, I think you got to go with $6,200 Maverick McNeely. Quagnus, yeah. did you know he wow. grew up on the course? Literally, his house is on the course. No, that's kind of an interesting little tidbit right there. Yeah, what if I was a real golfer, a pro, and uh, there was a tournament at Edina Country Club? I would hope you'd do well. I'd probably do okay. I grew up staring out my window at that place. I mean, right? I am not near as good as McNeely at golf. He played Pebble Beach as a 16-year-old on his 16th birthday, Quagnus. It was his birthday oh, wow. present. And he shot a 72. Not bad. No. Um, he's... Kind of an interesting fellow, Maverick. His dad's a billionaire, so like he's he's able to live on and grow up on Pebble Beach golf links. And he had surgery, kind of derailed last year for him. I, I don't know. I think if he had had better fr- uh, round four last week, I think he, had, he shot like over par. Uh, I think he would be coming in a little, a little more popular. I think people would like him a little bit more. Maybe because they're mad that he's the alternate that got in over Gary Woodland. They're not clicking him. So I thought he'd be much more popular. He's probably like 7% on. And then Sam Ryder, Quagnus, that's our guy. And he's the bare bones 6K. I saw you were really excited about that. It feels like they may have forgotten about it. He's not a 6K player in this field, I don't think. Well, did he he miss the cut last week somehow? He did. I think he made it. Didn't he? No, he no, missed no, no. it. I, oh, he I, missed. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I had like a lot of five or six lineups because that fucking guy. <laughs> now, has he played here before? He's bad here, so maybe there's a reason. Hey, guess what? We don't know more than the DraftKings people who price these names. So, ah, ha, ha. Maybe he's bad. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he's six thousand dollars. Should we do a lineup? Or I'm gonna play Taylor Moore, by the way. Oh, you are. Yeah. Why did you choose that? I don't know. I I, uh, I pulled up the field and then looked at uh, just how played at the very bottom at this particular event. 
Mm. He's got a 15th and a 16th in two years in a row at 6,400. Okay, I know you really, really want it because I'm the one that studied the handicaps of the AMs. Yes. And came up with the GPP winning lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see it. I got to try to recreate it. Did, did you when you when you were doing that research? Did you consider what other pro the pro is played with because they have to play with another pro and another am? Straight up, I I'm not kidding. I remembered that Seamus Power was one of the names we thought, talked about, and that he missed the cut. And then that's the only thing I I thought about before throwing the tweet up on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't actually do any research about it. I. Don't actually know if it's a real stat or if it really correlates to a successful click. I am, I don't know anything. So um, <laughs> I also am fading the advice. I can't I believe gave. you have a job in this industry, Chad. In the fact that <laughs> I am in the lineup that I'm showing on the internet right now that I'm going to use in my league, I am using two of the names that I told you to fade in that tweet, Spieth and McNeely. So what does that tell you right now? I, I you truly. Tweet. Didn't I thought no one would care about this tweet? It'll be ignored. It'll get the regular one thousand views, and it'll be put into abyss. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, now I've of awoken Saul of all people. Yeah, <laughs> you you know it's bad when Saul gets involved. Yeah, but I did respond to Saul and told him I'm fading my own advice. <laughs> did he respond? He liked it. Oh, okay. So uh, he, he gets the bit. He gets the bit. Yeah. Well, and then it's like also like you expected. Now I don't know. Maybe they've been fooled into believing that I'm a employee of some business that gives DraftKings advice. <laughs> <laughs> that is your own fault, people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is like I'm really yeah. sorry. I don't. That's a that's a you problem, not a chat problem. I again. This is a hobby. I have my. I literally only have a YouTube channel and a Twitter account that talks about DraftKings golf. That's all I have. I don't have a paycheck from anything. Do you have a paycheck from golf, Quagnus? From golf? No. <laughs> DraftKings. DraftKings? No, no paychecks. I don't even get. I don't even get winnings, let alone a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can also choose to just block me or ignore me. Like, why are you yeah. even re- why are you even responding to me if you think it's shitty advice? Yes. You must be new to the Twitter and the internet. That's true. And or if you are wanting a t-shirt, like and subscribe. Yes. Make do a that. comment. Quagnus, do you want to give me your lineup or are you, are you considering it still? I bet you could you could make it here. Start with Thomas and Spieth. Mm-hmm. How much and I told you I'm playing Poston. And I like Kirk this week as well. And I bet cash you game Kirk. Up. Yep, we'll go cash game Kirk. What does that leave me? Seventy eight. Oh, and then I like Adam Hadwin. Nope, oh. seventy three hundred Hadwin. Oh, not Cole. No. So you took Hadwin, gave you, okay. giving you Matsuyama. I don't think you're taking Matsuyama. I know. I I need to find a hundred more bucks to take Jason Day somehow. But I really like those five. No, you're not. You're, okay. You're not Jason taking Day, cash game Kirk. History goat, right? Really Who? good here. Jason Day. Should I, I read know, that's these? I mean. 24th, 7th, 4th, 2nd, 5th, 11th, 4th. It's almost as... No, it's better than Spieth's. You could go Fowler-Clark. Fowler-Clark? I could, yeah. 
Put in Fowler because I like, I like. Yeah, that that's actor. the nostalgia. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Historically good, low owned names. Yes. Okay. What I about like you, it. Jish? Did you create a lineup, or are you good? Yeah, yeah, I got one. I got one. You did I, the nine K range peppering. Yeah, yeah. I went. I went Cantley, Holmut, Oberg, and then my two free squares in the seven K, Keegan and Wyndham. That leaves you seven. Yeah, remember I said I got seven thousand. Oh, left that's right. And you're doing now I'm stuck between Todd and VR. I'm not. I refuse to play Seb Straka, even though Sweet Spot said he's top ten in this week. So, Todd, I, it would be. Well, you you should Todd. go and uh, poll Twitter. Which seven K name would you like to use the most, and then you use the least voted on? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I'm, I'm post it right now. I'm gonna post it right now. Hold yeah. On. But you could do like the bottom one is like because you can four options on the polls. You could say, I don't know anything. See the results because otherwise people will just click one or they'll click the one they hate just to see the results. So sometimes you can you can get a better result by posting a click to see results. I'm a I'm a polar. You are a polar. You've always have been. Been polling. We've been doing this for several years. This is the sixth year. And if you would actually like and subscribe, because this is a new page. It's only been about six months of this page. So that's why there's only 25 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and an encouragement for you to just describe, you know, subscribe. I can't see if you're like hiding yourself that you subscribe so i can't enter you into that drawing unless you comment hey i'm here because i won't know you're here that's yeah, all fair very fair did i miss anything no i think we've covered the entire field actually good okay that's your signature event thank you for watching this podcast oh i have to load this thing up for josh hold on what thing this thing. You got it. You got it. Had it hurt. Put it in pull up right now. Hold on my pull. Peace out. I can hit end. I can do it.